0: McElroy.
1: Hi, I'm Griffin McElroy, and this is wonderful. You changed the article there. In a, a, you usually say, "Hi, this is this
0: Griffin. is yeah," right. and,
1: but th- and that shouldn't freak me out so much. <laughs> I don't like how much that threw me,
0: as I was saying it, it felt weird, and I but I also kind of liked it because it made me feel like I was like a host of 2020 Oh know?
1: yeah, I'm Rachel Mackle. <laughs> yeah, that felt really <laughs> official. This is wonderful a show where we talk about things that we like that is good and are good, and we is into it and um i'm so I'm so happy to be in the studio with you a bit late this week. It's been a bar a real barnstormer over here, folks we've got business. Rachel has Rachel has other business.
0: Yeah, so I have um a job.
1: Right. And um, that what you just said is offensive to me. <laughs> and I want to make space for well, that. Well, I wasn't finished yet. Oh, okay, okay.
0: I have a job that um Involves me having bosses and coworkers that I'm not related
1: to, and don't know that you do this on the side. True, most yeah. Of them, I don't. Which is wild.
0: I don't talk about or introduce myself in a way that's like, "Hey, my name is Rachel McElroy of the McElroys, and I have a podcast." As yeah. you would expect. Yeah, that is not how. But I... But when people
1: find out, you're always like, "That's right. <laughs> Shh, don't tell.
0: <laughs> wink, wink. Don't tell about my family."
1: Um. So, yeah, we're a little late this so week. So anyway,
0: so yeah, so Sorry. I was busy with that. Griffin was busy with...
1: No, no, I was ready. Don't put this on me, Ricky Bobby. I've been ready to party. Oh, yeah? Midnight, I'll get up out of bed uh-huh. and crank out the sausage and make the donuts. Mm-hmm. I can't be stopped.
0: I thought you'd want to talk about your various appointments, but I guess we're not that kind of show.
1: We're not that kind of show. My health is my privacy. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's the same. I treat my health like you treat b- b- being a part of this family. <laughs> <laughs> it's a secret to everyone. Do you have any small wonders?
0: Oh. oh. <laughs> I've been getting real into Facebook Marketplace lately. You really have been. Which is kind of embarrassing um, for a bunch of reasons. I mean, even saying the word Facebook is kind of embarrassing now. Sure, sure. (laughs) Um, But, you know, like there are a lot of things uh, that you purchase that seem like they cost too much. Yes. And there are a lot of people in this kind of transient city that are, you know, moving to a different location for whatever reason. they And they are pricing things to move. Yeah. So. So, um, yeah, like I got like a little storage thing for downstairs for all the toys that our children don't play with but can't throw away. Right. Uh, And the woman was like moving stuff out of her apartment complex and she was so grateful that I took it and I just felt like this is a good thing that I'm doing.
1: I have so much stuff that I need to hawk, but I'm so – I don't know why I'm scared. (laughs) Like, I don't know why I'm scared to. This is
0: like when you moved to Austin from Chicago and you like. When I moved to Austin from
1: Chicago, it it was a fucking like clearing, like going out of business sale. I was, I sold so much shit before I moved here. I
0: think, I think part of it, you had a few like weird interactions, I feel like when you have sold things. Maybe
1: that's it. Yeah. And so you're like anticipating. I sold a drum kit to someone in Chicago. I don't know why I brought the drum kit with me to Chicago, but I sold it. And uh, the asking price was like amazing. I was selling it for like 150 bucks for like a full drum kit. That was like I'd put a little bit of work into. And somebody came and was like, okay, okay. How about 60 And I was like, <laughs> Jesus, me!" Like I understood that this was going to be a part of it. Um, See, I never do that and I've
0: never had anyone do that to me. Yeah. Like a lot of times it's like I'm giving it away and it's out on the porch and I don't even talk to you. Yeah. Um. Or it's like, hey, we stand there for a second, exchange like Venmo or whatever, and then we get back in our cars. Yeah. and That's it.
1: See, I I also just remembered when I sold my bed to a recent divorcee in yeah. Austin and what was one of I would say top five most uncomfortable human interactions. I would
0: I love to have planet. like like a video of that because I mean it doesn't seem crazy that she would sit on the bed just to make sure that it wasn't. But she back didn't to need bed.
1: to tap it after she said you know what i oh, mean oh did after she tap, she tap set, it no she didn't okay <laughs> gonna be Say, cheap. wait a minute this isn't the graduate um <laughs> i should have thought of something to say here at this bo- oh you know i'm gonna say uh e3 is gone this is typically the time of year that e3 would happen but like e3 is just fucking fully gone which i'm still kind of bummed out about even though i'm not really deep in the industry anymore. But the past week, there's been like a bunch of different individual little shows, little showcases. Like Xbox did one, and little uh, farm to Ubisoft, table, little farm to table Xbox <laughs> games showcase. Uh, there's this guy Jeff Keeley who has been sort of a presenter, host type dude in the industry for forever. Who just started his own show called Summer Game Fest. Uh, and all of those really patched together very nicely for me this week it was a, It was a very fun week for gaming news uh, that that got me really excited um, and so i 'll say that e e three is gone, but the spirit of games and gaming is still going strong folks Wow oh, no Some, oh fucking uh, summer game's done quick is happening right i didn 't know it 's been happening all week i 've been sleeping on it.
0: Oh wow! I, I always
1: assumed you got like a little alert on your
0: phone. <laughs> I know, no, I've
1: you know, with all of my health appointments this week, it's hard to keep up with. Anything.
0: I want to, I want to specify. There's nothing critically wrong with Griffin. Don't no. worry. He just like was catching up on some like annual visits and yeah. such.
1: Um, so I think it's fun that you think I only have to go to the dentist once a year. <laughs> One of them's a dentist. Here's I didn't want to
0: air your business. I just wanted to make clear these are routine visits. They're not like. Griffin, you're you're gonna lose this appendage if we don't see you tomorrow.
1: Yeah, no, I mean my teeth are amazing. Like they're in amazing shape. <laughs> you go first this week, and I can't fucking wait.
0: Yeah, so this is we kind of teased this in a previous episode. We started watching a show, and I thought I want to I want to talk about this uh, in detail. I want to do a whole episode about it and it's all we're going to talk about and maybe we should make a series about it and griffin was
1: (laughs) this was literally (laughs) the first episode wasn't even done yet and rachel was like we have to dedicate we're gonna relaunch fucking rose buddies but just about this show
0: um and griffin had me dial back a little bit and we kept watching (laughs) well i wanted to vet
1: the show a little bit which i'm glad i that we did
0: there are 18 episodes of it and i we're not finished yet. We've watched 13 of the 18.
1: Fifteen. Right?
0: Fifteen. <laughs> we watched 15.
1: We've been moving at a clip. Okay. <laughs> They're very short. They're like 30 minutes. Right. right? Yes. Uh, and um, it's called Frasier. <laughs> There's
0: 18 episodes. There's 18
1: episodes of Frasier because a lot of them got too, too problematic. The, through the, the looking glass of history. And so they got rid of a bunch of episodes. But there's 18 still good. No, it's not Fraser.
0: Do you and your family members have a rule about how often you have to say Fraser on a McElroy product? Yeah.
1: And in fact, let me email my fucking parole, my Fraser parole <laughs> officer.
0: Uh, so the show is called Love Village
1: and it yes. is on Netflix. Love Village on Netflix. Yes. Just popped up in our, hey, hey, Griffin, we think you might like this. Sometimes that section is not, like, Netflix, you don't know me at all. Love Village is like, wow, you really wicked definitely know me, Netflix.
0: Yeah. So I sometimes forget that our Netflix suggestions are so curated. Yes. So when I went online to start researching this show, I was like, there's nothing about Love Village anywhere.
1: Folks, you are getting – this is hot, exclusive, off-the-presses – just reporting on the Netflix show Love Village that you're not going to find anywhere else.
0: Yeah, speaking of that, so the thing that got me so excited about Love Village is that it is—I mean, it's a reality dating show. Yes. One, but two, it has so many different features that you can't—you literally
1: can't find can't it, anywhere get it anywhere else. else. It is—it is a Japanese dating reality show. Yeah. Uh, that- hey
0: my topic oh
1: i'm so sorry i got so excited
0: (laughs) see i offered you i said we could do a whole episode about this and you said i don't know that the audience is going to want a whole episode of love village
1: no but look at how
0: excited you are i know i love it (laughs) so um so a lot of what you'll find about it is talks about it as like the spiritual successor to terrace house because it is a japanese kind of dating show where they live together um and the But unlike Terrace House, the goal of this one is to really find what they call your final love. Right. And they call it that because all the contestants are age 35 and over.
1: Yes, which is – and when we say 35 and over, like up to – I think there's like a 61-year-old person. There's like a couple of 60s folks, a lot of 40s, mid-40s. Some mid-30s thrown in there, too. The 50, yeah. the 50 to 59 demo has been underserved so far, but who knows?
0: Yeah, this means that a lot of the contestants, you know, have been married before or have children. They're at, like, a point in their life where they're actually, like, some of the contestants are, like, thinking about, like... I maybe got 10 good years left. I should probably get married. (laughs) Which is especially
1: great when like a fuck boy does work his way into (laughs) the machine and that people have just no fucking time for that whatsoever, which is very refreshing. So the
0: other thing I want to mention quickly that got me so excited about this show is that they have them live in like a very remote area of Japan in like a traditional like old Japanese style house that is in complete disrepair
1: it is uh in shambles when they get there
0: like they have to replace the floors there's like no furniture there's no insulation there's yeah. yeah yeah uh and so that was what was really exciting to me and it actually ends up being kind it plays a lesser role as the show goes on i had kind of thought that this was going to be a real like frontiersman kind of show, you know, where they were gonna have to learn to set traps.
1: <laughs> this show has made me and Rachel think of a reality television show that we watched fucking all of, and maybe the only two human beings on Earth. I don't know, actually JD is JD Amato has probably watched it too, <laughs> called Utopia, where some people live in a sort of self-sustaining ecosystem. Yeah. Uh that was a complete huge commercial failure uh but this show has a lot of that like go farm some vegetables you all get uh what is it like thirty thousand yen which is like 300 bucks a week to spend on groceries yeah and stuff so like that so house. things
0: are provided to them but and they'll also have experts come in and like teach them how to do stuff so like if they're going to put in a new floor uh you know they'll have actually somebody come in and be like this is how you do a new floor yeah although a lot of the contestants do have some kind of like construction background which i think is probably pretty intentional yeah uh the other thing i will say that makes it like terrace house is that there are hosts yes uh not a full panel but two hosts that i guess have been working together for a while in the industry and are pretty well known uh Becky and Atsushi? Yes, Atsushi. Uh
1: and Becky is that it, it's really good. It's we were not sold on them at first, yeah. I think because They're not comedians. They're like hosts, you know? Right and they're also always there. Unlike Terrace House where you watch Terrace House yeah. and then there's like a break where the commentators speak.
0: There's a little picture in picture where you are watching them watch the show.
1: It's not always there, but you can always hear their voices talking over the show which was very distracting, but then they're great. So They're
0: great. Yeah. Uh and it it's similar to Terrace House in the sense they are very enthusiastic about the show. They are very invested in the like romance uh and they get very connected to like some of the storylines. So it's it is fun in that Terrace House way of like yeah. you're watching it with buds.
1: There's something about it that I I the obviously the conversation around Terrace House has changed dramatically, right? And and I think that is because it purported itself and one of the reasons why like we really fell in love with that show is compared to a bachelor a bachelorette or or really any American reality dating show. It felt like really raw and unproduced and yeah. very very real and very boring at times which made those real moments feel like really good, but then, you know, uh, after, after everything that happened like it, you know, you realize like, oh, there was a, you know, the hand of production was guiding a lot of that along the way, which doesn't, you know, completely remove the merits of that show. What I like about Love Village is it's very Purdue Like, it is extremely, it's yeah. like, all right, now everybody come outside. This is the dating bench. You sit on this to talk about dating. Like, Gosh, there's so much to talk about with this show. There is a lot to talk about. <laughs> I
0: haven't even talked about the bell.
1: Yeah, there's a bell. There's a very important bell.
0: <laughs> so, so the way they keep the show moving at a clip and new contestants coming in. Uh, Contestant
1: is a wild word okay. to you. Well, use. yeah. Participant. So, subjects
0: how many there's how many are on the show An eight okay typically there's like four women four men uh and the goal of the show is to find somebody that you feel serious about and confess and the way confessing works is there you go up a hill and there is a bell and the bell is very loud and you ring it and then everybody comes outside and then you like you know schoolyard pick style take the person that you are confessing to and you walk somewhere else the dating
1: bench which moves (laughs) it moves around it's a quantum dating bench sometimes it's by a waterfall sometimes it's in a field
0: and then uh if you are the confessor you kind of give your little speech and then the person gets back to you the next day
1: they give you a whole day to sit (laughs) on it which is so cruel
0: and when (laughs) and when you get back to them it is you and the confessor in front of the house like wild west style like getting ready to have a shootout, and, and, and they make everybody line up. So like all the other, like, uh, what, what am I to say? Subjects, participants. Participants. Lovers. Stand there and watch you have this exchange where you again state your interest in the person, and then that person publicly responds. Right. And it, you can either leave together, or if you, the person you confess to isn't into it, they will stay and you will leave. leave. And it is done. Which is really a fascinating
1: Thing because it it, when you see people participating in a reality television show, it is really hard to separate the objective of finding love from the objective of being on a television show and getting some some sort of following or cred or whatever from that. When you confess your when you ring that bell, you're going to go home. Like you are going home no matter what when you ring the bell, which is a really interesting thing. You don't see that on anything else it's like in if on bachelor in paradise yeah people will sometimes choose to leave if they don't see a partner for them but also what would never happen is like i'm i think i really like this girl and i'm gonna tell her and then i have to leave that's like nobody would fucking do that yeah. because they need as much screen time to s- sell tummy tea as they can possibly get their, their yeah, hands and on. Yeah,
0: so far there is nobody who has outwardly very specifically said, like, I am a model or, you know, like nobody has identified themselves as an influencer and I have not like looked into it to see. I have my
1: suspicions about Anchovy. Oh, uh, yeah. There's a dude named Anchovy who's been in the house the whole time, whose whole vibe- is. And they've played it up to, I he, would say, he a, is, slightly, a slightly mean-spirited extent. He,
0: he is a chef at an Italian restaurant, and so he is called Anchovy. We don't really know if this is something that occurs outside of the house or if this is just his house name. His house
1: name, yeah. I don't know. But his whole thing is he just assumes every woman in the house is in love with him. Yeah. And he has this whole theater of the mind thing happening that the hosts just delight in. Uh, he is television gold, uh, th- this, yeah. this man. Uh, yeah, it. it the the vibe of the show is pleasant in a way that terrace house was pleasant even though it is more more produced more traditional dating reality show style thing like it walks the line and i think it's just them living together they, for, they are really...
0: And they're always working on projects. They're always working on projects. So, so that is together. the thing that does come up, since it is a very, like, rustic-style house, is they will have these ideas, and they will get the materials, and then typically they will pair up to complete a task. Right. So, like, build a fire pit, you know, or build, like, a duck
1: coop. <laughs> a duck coop, yeah. <laughs> uh, it What's really telling about the show, is, and, and is kind of the sweetest thing about it, is... Anytime someone rings the bell, it means they're going home, right? Yeah. So the uh, and they'll usually sneak off to do it, so that nobody knows that they're going out to ring the bell. So everybody else will be sitting around eating, you know, lunch or whatever, and then they'll hear from way outside, like clink, clang, clink, clang. And then there's a really there's a, a moment where everybody looks around to see who's missing.
0: Yeah. And then
1: without fail, yeah. a handful of people just break down into tears because yeah. they know that their friend is leaving. That is so. That connection that you get from making a show together yeah. and living in a house together and working on projects like this together is is palpable. It is incredibly uh sweet and uh Yeah, well really it's the show,
0: combination, the right? Like it's the combination of your friend is leaving and also recognizing like this person has found love. Yeah. And I have not. I have to imagine that's a piece of
1: it. There are are two women uh, who start out in the house together who form like this really beautiful friendship and are both kind of unlucky in love. And then somebody new shows up to the house and one of them like strikes up a romance with them. And those two women, their parting is the most sort of moving thing that has come out of the show because it's like, you know, they were were soldiers in the battlefield of love together. It was... uh, All right.
0: So we've already talked a long time about this. Uh, uh, Two more things I will just say as little throwaways. Uh, (laughs) The theme song of the show. All music for the show. All music for the show is brought to you by the Backstreet Boys. And not like today's Backstreet Boys, but like Backstreet
1: Boys of the mid-90s. And quick, go through the Rolodex of Backstreet Boys songs that you know in your head and assume which one is going to be the theme song for this love-based reality show called Love Village. Did you guess Backstreet's back all right? (laughs) Probably not. Probably went with one of their ballads, right? Shape of Your Heart shows up a lot. Both yeah. in the like, both the original version and the orchestral version that the score <laughs> that the show has produced that will play over certain scenes.
0: Uh, and the other thing I will say is that a lot of times when contestants are telling a story about themselves, <laughs> it will be animated. Yes. Uh, and this
1: is the most produced thing that happens in the It always catches
0: me off guard. But they do these very, like, uh, compelling animations that are very accurate and that they look exactly like the contestant. Uh, and it will be like, let me tell you the story of my first marriage and it's going to be animated on screen so it, that the viewer at home can watch it in its
1: entirety. And it's animated in like a rotoscope, black and white, almost, uh, I think you likened it to Take On Me, the yeah. AHA music video for Take On Me. Uh, and, and you also made the comment that they are so few and far between that every time one I'm starts, always you surprised. are always surprised. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's animated Oh, now. my God, what? <laughs> um I will also say, I was unsure about this show because there's a dude on it at the very beginning named Hollywood who sucks. He's like very overbearing and like has real boundary issues. He
0: does seem like, to use a phrase, is on the show for the wrong reasons. Uh, I mean, everybody kind of has an affection for him, but he is very clear that he is looking for somebody that he can bring to his movie premieres and his industry events because he is a famous actor who is only going to get more famous. Yeah. Yeah, he's,
1: he's, it's, he's pretty gross, but also just a little pro tip from us to you. He leaves after three episodes. So yeah, he's, he is, he's, he's, he's not in there very long. If wisely get over, the
0: first to confess. Yeah. Uh, so it, it was, that was kind of what we were like, is this guy going to hang around? Is this really going to change the tone of the show? Cause he seems pretty obnoxious. And- if you can get
1: over the Hollywood hump, it's, <laughs> it's, you're, you're made in the shade, baby. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I really like this show a lot. I feel like it wears its, uh, its heart on its sleeve a lot. Uh, and
0: it's a new show too. So when yes. I was doing my research, I was kind of hoping it was like Terrace House and that we were getting a season here in the States and there were more hidden somewhere. No, this no, is a new, this is not
1: like when, when, uh, Terrace House, the first season came to Netflix, and then there was a like one hundred and five episode <laughs> season before it that we had never seen that we then spent the next like two years trying to find and watch all of this is This is hot. This we is have precious. not this even talked now.
0: about the individual contestants you know uh, I, i'm gonna I'm gonna leave that as a treat. We have given some teasers as to people that are on the show, yeah there are a lot, of really great people a lot of really great people that we could spend the rest of the episode talking about
1: but we should talk about the host's fashion is in the same way that like the 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 panel of you know six uh, yeah. hosts of terrace house always had like something something fresh going on some great becky and atsushi their vibe is immaculate
0: yeah
1: every episode i look for and i'm not like a clothes guy but every episode, I look forward to seeing what these two wear on their bodies, because it's fucking outrageous. Well, and it really stands in
0: time. contrast, because most of the people in this kind of rustic style house are dressed practically, you know, they're wearing overalls, they're wearing work shirts, you know, they're they're living kind of a hard life, you yeah. know, tilling the field, and then you cut back to the studio. It's so Becky
1: wearing fucking Grace Jones shoulder pads that like go <laughs> up over her ear, like, yeah. Uh, it's really good. It's, it's, it's really good I'm really excited we're almost done with it which is heartbreaking because uh, we've only been watching it for like six days or so but um, yeah I, I, I love it and I hope it takes off and they make more of it that's I mean we probably could have done a whole episode about that
0: yes this is what I'm saying but I would
1: like to do my segment right after the break if I may
0: okay can I steal you away yes uh. my fellow graduates, for 500 episodes, my podcast, The JV Club with Janet Varney, has gathered story after story of all the scandalous things we've done throughout
1: our childhoods. Wait, what's
0: Stories like how Jamila Jamil survived a horrific house party and she was on crutches. Or how Hal Lublin learned a Shakespearean monologue in his pajamas. This is not the speech we approve. Without your love and life tragedies, there would be no podcast. In fact, I'll have an exclusive look at how Maggie Lawson's mom confronted her after a sneaky basement meetup with her crush.
1: Spill the tea, JV. Security!
0: Uh, uh, Listen to the JV Club with Janet Varney, Thursdays on Maximum Fun! Class of... Forever!
1: parenting. It's hard, but don't worry. You're not alone. Belly up to the low bar with one bad mother and let us remind you that fine is good enough. They want to climb on different things. And how am I supposed to keep them both from dying? (laughs) There is a right way to do this.
0: And if I can figure out that right way, I'm going to be a good parent. So that is not a thing.
1: So join us each week and let us tell you that you are doing a good job. You can listen to One Bad Mother on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. This will be quick. It's a celebration of fast food mascots. I want to sing a song of fast food mascots um, to the audience.
0: See the new grimace thing?
1: Yes, this is the inspiration for the fast food mascot segment. I started prepping a thing about fast food mascots, and I realized like the last half of my notes were all grimace. So this is like a (laughs) we've talked we've we've talked
0: about something similar to this before, right?
1: I believe. We we have an episode that is titled like abstinent grimace or something <laughs> like that. Um, so it's possible. I don't
0: think we've specifically talked about grimace in detail, but I feel like we have talked about mascots in a variety of shapes and forms. But I, so here's the thing: I also saw grimace uh, in his new featured role with McDonald's. Uh, And I had the instinct that people probably all over the world have, which is like, does Justin McElroy know about this? And then I realized the fact that I'm having that thought means that he most definitely does. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I looked, I didn't see anything about, it does feel like we have discussed something around the periphery of of this before, but we've been doing this show for almost 300 episodes. So that's that's, that's, uh, unavoidable. uh,
0: You know what? The listeners want to take a deep dive into Grimace.
1: (laughs) I think so too. Um, Obviously... I think, you know, fast food marketing can get pretty gross, but I can also hold that truth in my mind while also holding a a deep and abiding love of fast food mascots. Um, Because the very idea that a restaurant chain, or to further sort of like abstract that out, like a food business that sells (laughs) people food and wants you to come in and spend your money on their food is like, I know what will help with that. A little guy. (laughs) I know it's going to help people come in and buy our pizzas. What if we have a little guy who is a cartoon and he also likes the pizzas? Yeah, That's going to definitely move, move some pies.
0: Or we have a, a little guy who wants this so bad and can't He'll get it. take
1: it. He'll do crime. That's another good <laughs> element to it of just like this person loves this pizza so much that they'll do crime for it. I don't have to do crime for the pizza. But it's still very good. And the uh, fact
0: that this little guy wants to do crime for the pizza makes you at home think like, man, this must be really good.
1: Right. <laughs> this has been a thing for our whole lives. Obviously, you got Ronald. You got Taco Bell Chihuahua. You got – which I don't think is still a thing. No. Um, you got Wendy. You got Burger King. Um, we were, of course, referring to the Noid. The Noid is, of course, uh, not so much. The Noid, I feel like they flirted with a a revival, a Noid revival, and then realized like he's too fucked up.
0: Did the Little Caesars guy have a name?
1: He died. Caesar.
0: Was it just Caesar? I'm
1: pretty sure it was Caesar or Little Caesar. And (laughs) anytime you ate pizza from Little Caesars, which for me was several times a week in college, (laughs) you were eating his pizza. Don't- (laughs) Several times a week? I will tell you something. I still yearn for $5 hot and ready's. Like, I think about them a lot. Even though we have obviously reached a point in our adult lives where we can have better pizza, there is something so zesty, about a $5 hot and ready that I think about a lot. See, for me, I pair them with, like, sad times in my life. Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: (laughs) So, like, the idea of getting it now feels like a backslide.
1: (laughs) Obviously, uh, fast food mascots largely targeted towards kids, most explicitly in the BK Kids Club, which was... An ensemble of cool children. Yeah, I have from no real connection to that. I remember that being
0: a thing. I don't. I couldn't tell you anything about them.
1: They're a, a collection of cool kids from different backgrounds who were brought together by their love of like flame grilled hamburgers. <laughs> um, but so many of the mascots that have existed in this space have been like designed by a team of like ruthlessly efficient marketing like yeah. managers and that does very little for me what i love is like the desperation plays of fast food mascots that businesses leave behind them like a trail of dead that they just <laughs> refuse to Dunkin' donuts has a mascot whose name is cuppy and he's a cup of Dunkin' donuts i feel coffee. like
0: i saw an animation of this at some point but it was like on some material it wasn't like i didn't see this cup move around and say anything he
1: shows up at sports games sometimes and it's just like gets out there um but like dunkin donuts is a pretty big business and they absolutely refuse to commit to cuppy because i imagine a lot of people don't know about cuppy bojangles has a mascot that is also cuppy it's called Cuppy, and it's a bo- cup of Bojangles stuff, which, like, when I think about bojangle Dunkin' Donuts, yes, cup of coffee. That's their thing. Bojangles, I don't think, like, I'm going to go to Bojangles and get beverages. I think it's, it's— So it is a beverage?
0: It's not, like, a cup of, like— Of chicken? Popcorn chicken?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't believe so.
0: I think here's the thing, right, like— Any mascot that appears as a food item, you are kind of putting yourself in an awkward situation of just like a destroy me.
1: (laughs) But that's the thing, right? Culver's has Scoopy, which is a sentient, smiling ice cream cone, right? Bojangles and Dunkin' Donuts have different cuppies, but you're not killing cuppy when you enjoy the beverage out of cuppy.
0: Here's the thing. If I were dressed in that mascot costume, which I know is something that you can think of a little more viscerally than me. Yeah. People are coming up to you and they're saying, can I put my mouth on your straw all day long? All day, all day long. <laughs> That's not
1: pleasant for anyone. No one likes that. Well, unless cuppy's <laughs> nasty. One of the cuppies is nasty. The, either the Dunkin' Donuts or the Bojangles cuppy. One of them's nasty. <laughs> and you have to know, you have to kind of feel it out. Because if you walk up on Dunkin' Donuts cuppy and they're giving off a vibe like, I don't want your mouth anywhere near my straw. But is, Bojangles cuppy might be down to climb. What is your
0: instinct? What does your heart tell you? Which I think is Bojangles
1: cuppy would would be down to clown.
0: That's my thought too. Okay, good. Dunkin Donuts seems a little more proper.
1: I th- well, not proper, prudish <laughs> is the word I would use. Okay. We got to talk about Grimace cuz McDonald's has been on a big Grimace kick lately in so, honor of his 52nd d- birthday. <laughs> And it resulted yesterday in the release. of- He could
0: have been a contestant on Love Village. He
1: could have been a contestant on Love Village. <laughs> God Almighty! How fucking funny would that be if somebody's like, "Oh, someone's at the gate." Go nobody acknowledges it. No, it's oh, it's grimace. It's grimace, but like nobody like acts like it's unusual. They celebrated his 52nd birthday yesterday with the release of a new Game Boy Color game titled "Grimace's Birthday," and it's real, and you can download and play it right now. Uh, Game Boy Color, of course, a platform that was sort of uh, – that we all moved beyond in, like, 1999, See, I maybe? assumed it
0: was, like, an app or something. It's
1: You can play it online. Okay. Uh, but I think you can also download a ROM and, like, slap it onto your, like, emulator device and play uh, Grimace's birthday on the go. I have not played it yet. I probably should have before this bit. But that's great. Grimace is god tier, right? He's just – he's an absolute unit. He's a purple mass of f- flesh that loves – eating McDonald's food and hanging out with according to the wiki his best friend Ronald McDonald.
0: Whoa, so he's the number 1.
1: He's the number 1. He is <laughs> he is Ronald McDonald's emergency contact. Um what I love about Grimace and find so fascinating about Grimace is this liminal space he occupies between like forgotten mascot relic of the the past yeah. fucking cuppy and cherished part of the McDonald's canon and McDonald's family. Uh cuz McDonald's has been really cagey about grimace about like what he even is which is alarming yeah so there's a 2012 tweet from the mcdonald's corporate twitter account in response to somebody and mcdonald's tweeted grimace is the embodiment of a milkshake though others still insist he's a taste bud you should fucking know that you should probably know rachel feels very confident that we have talked about this before grimace's like identity um, but again,
0: not not in detail.
1: Not in detail. Obviously, when he first came around, he was a scaly four-armed monster who wanted to steal kids' milkshakes, which scared children very badly.
0: Oh, see, I didn't know that. So they
1: they sanded off some of the rough edges and two of the arms of Grimace <laughs> and made him the friendly, simple Can I tell man. you
0: my theory on the origin story of Grimace? Yeah. I mean, he's shaped like a nugget, you know? And so my thought was they tried to make a big nugget— a big and purple it, nugget. Well, no, I think it was. I think it was chicken colored. I think it was like a flesh colored nugget, and everyone was so like, "So this was a flesh colored giant
1: <laughs> man with four arms." Yeah, that's and, bad and too.
0: I, and my assumption was that, like, ooh, I don't like him flesh colored. Let's try some other colors, yes. and then they landed on purple.
1: Here is what I don't think we talked about before. He 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 has not been a featured player for. He wasn't for a very long time. In 2012, he appeared at a Dodgers game. He danced to Black Betty Ram-a-Land. That That's <laughs> As a promotional stunt for McDonald's, and then he fucking disappeared for eight years.
0: Whoa. No sign of Grimace was seen.
1: McDonald's kept his name out of their fucking mouths until the 2020 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Really, he's up on the float, hand in hand with his best his best friend, Ronald McDonald. Maybe they had a falling out. Honey. They had a falling out. I don't know what happened uh, that that made this sort of fall apart for them. Um, anyway. This, I've gone on long enough about a subject that I, we may have discussed before, but... The I, thing
0: I saw that would entertain me about this new Grimace uh, situation with McDonald's is that they were like, in honor of Grimace, we have purple milkshakes. Yeah. There is no explanation as to why they're purple, like, yeah. what kind of natural flavor they are associating with purple, just like, hey, we have milkshakes and now they're purple like Grimace.
1: It could be like a yummy sort of like purple sweet potato vibe. Like that might be good. Oh. Anyway, I love Grimace... Because McDonald's won't really go all in on Grimace. Well,
0: by far the most huggable of the McDonald's group.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure Birdie's not bad. Um, the Fry Guys, I'm sure there's something there. You definitely don't want Hamburglar to hug you. Because you'll no. come out Your wallet's gone. <laughs> they call him Hamburglar to kind of like disarm you and think like, oh, he's just doing burger. He's burgers. just hamburgers. He just does burger crime. No. No, he'll steal any. He'll steal whatever. Um, <laughs> anyway uh that's grimace and maybe we should have just talked about love village the whole time but you know you take the good you take the bad thanks to bowen and augustus for these for a theme song money won't pay you can find a link to that in the episode description thank you to maximum fun for having us on the network go to maximumfun.org check out all the shows there uh there's a lot of good stuff there uh, this week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, me and Travis are going to be at Awesome Con here in DC, which you can still get passes to. Uh, so come out and see us. We're doing panels, we're doing signings, we're doing photos, we're doing all kinds of stuff. And then, uh, the week after that, we're going to be doing shows, uh, we're doing Mabim Bam and uh, Taz in Raleigh, North Carolina, and then we're doing Mabim Bam in Richmond. I think we're going to try and do Wonderful in Raleigh for that Mabim Bam yeah, show, Yeah, we,
0: we don't have any kind of great childcare solution, but our hope is to do Wonderful to open for Mabim Bam in Raleigh.
1: Yes. Um, so go to, uh, I believe, MacroyTours.com or just Macroy.family We'll get you there, too, and you can get tickets to all that stuff. Thank you so much for listening we're gonna go now so we can just get this bad boy up so um, check you on the, check you later check you on the flip if we've talked about Grimace before please don't tell us
0: <laughs> we should end every episode that way if we
1: talked bef- about Grim- if we talked about any of the subjects before please don't tell us let us live no in. specifically Grimace <laughs> don't talk to me about Grimace <laughs>